Another program of the Chazak Hour. Today we have with us a very, very special guest. We have a Rav David Gowasser Shlita. Rabbi Gowasser is a man that inspires thousands, tens of thousands of people all over the world with his amazing, inspiring shirim, his articles, and of course, he's also a Rav of Kahal B'nai Yitzchak in Brooklyn. Welcome, Rabbi Gowasser Shlita. Shalom Aleichem. How you doing? Aleichem HaShalom, Baruch Hashem. Rabbi Yavnir Shlita, just to be together with you on the program is a chizuk. It's a chizuk for me and a chizuk for Klal Yisroel. That's what Chazak is all about, to give chizuk. And Rabbi is always available to give chizuk, ready, willing, and able. So we really appreciate Rabbi's time. We're going to jump straight into the questions, Rabbi. And sure. uh, the question is as follows. You know, COVID-19... Uh, coronavirus has been very, very difficult for many. And uh, unfortunately, there are still those in our communities that are still becoming sick. Family, friends, neighbors. What chizik, what inspiration can you give us to be having muna and bitachon in these trying times? Of course, we know that it's ikvis of the Mashiach. We all know that Mashiach is going to come walking down the street is going to be on the donkey coming in slowly any moment now. We have to bolster our bitochon and emuna. When the times get tough, the tough get going. We got to try as much as we can to build our heart, to take our tfilos, all the things that we know, all the rambam and the animamins, and put them into practice. I wish that we wouldn't have to put them into practice. But we are being tested now. We are being challenged. And when Hashem sends a test into this world, it's a chance for godless. It's a chance for greatness. You and I can become greater on regular times, on normal times, in quiet times, when peaceful times, golden era. I'm not tested. It's no big deal that I can be stark, that I can have great emunah, that I can have great pitachon. But now it's altogether a different story. Avraham Avinu, he went through nine tests. No great shakes, so I have to leave my house. So I have to leave the city where I was born. But when it came time to sacrifice Yitzchak, when it came time to Akedah Yitzchak, that wasn't normal anymore. Then we saw Avraham Avinu's test. Then we saw Avraham Avinu's emuna came out fully. And when he put himself... He was able to put Yitzchak on the Mizbech. Yitzchak says, Abba, Abba, tie the ropes tighter because I'm afraid. When I see the knife coming down, I might flinch. That's the level of Amunah that a Yid has inside. Is it easy? Is it something that we ever wanted? Did we pray for this? No. But that's what came to the world. I have seen more Amunah. And I've seen more Bitochun from Stam Yid. I'm not talking about great Rosh Hashivas and great Rebbitons. I'm talking about from Stam, everyday Yidin. I have seen such a Muna and such Bitochun. A Yid called me and he said his doctor told him he shouldn't go out in the public so he won't be able to daven with a Minyan. And he said, Rabbi, is that the din? Do I have to listen? And I told him, I realized that you want to go out. But I have to tell you, if you'll stay at home, Hashem knows what's in your heart. He began to cry. He said, I'm the Kabel. I accept your words, Rebbe. But it's sad. That's the Amun and Bitochon of Asklal Yisroel.
There is no nation like us. 100%. Wow, very powerful, Rabbi Gowasser. Amazing, amazing. Uh, that leads us to the next question of children. Uh, children and educators are still being subject to quarantine procedures. Children in classrooms are wearing masks. They're sitting behind plexiglass. This causes a new burdens on a household that recently endured these pressures. Uh, how can a family remain upbeat in Besimcha uh, at these uh, difficult times? And Chinuch-wise, what does the Rav suggest uh, with regard to uh, the, the, the COVID error, we'll call it? Well, first... Uh... I want to say the mere fact that Chazak is in this world is one of the greatest sources of Chizuk that the Olam HaChinuch, that the world of education has, because it's always available, it's always there, and it's constantly backing up anybody that wants to get a Torah Chinuch, especially the children. I don't, I don't want to talk about it now, but those children that came out of public school, that pidyon shvuyim, there is nothing like it. Just uh, a nachas, Rabbi, close to a thousand kids, I cannot wrap my head around that number. Mind-boggling. Uh, first, we have to realize that there is a challenge for our children in the classrooms. Those kids that didn't get to graduation last year, okay. I feel bad for them. The young men and the young women that want to go, the girls and the boys, they just want to have a regular classroom. They don't want to have to sit with masks. They don't want to have plexiglass. They don't want their teachers to be out. So first of all, we learn under any conditions whatsoever. Doesn't matter when. Over the generations, there have been some difficulties. Difficulties in different situations. One time, it was in the years of the Pnei Yeshua, that it was so cold and there was no heat in the classrooms. So the Pnei Yeshua, his beard got stuck to the safer. There was some, a little bit of, of, of water that came. And his beard was stuck and he was giving the class to all of the Talmidim. Wow. It was in the time of Sarah And she wanted to go and build up a seminary so that girls and women could learn. And there were people, unfortunately, the Sultan sent in adversaries, people against her. So when the teachers were going to the first opening convention that they should learn how to make a Beis Yaakov, somebody threw stones. The teacher was rattled. She comes into Rebetz and Sorishner, all upset. And she said, you know what happened? While I was here on my way, somebody threw stones at me. The Rebbitson said, go out, pick up those stones, because from those stones, we're going to make a base Yaakov building. So get every one of those stones. Whatever has happened, whatever we have in terms of the Chinuch today, the children that want to learn, the children that tune in, some by just telephone, some through the Zoom, and the kids want so much. The Rebbeim that are Moiser Nefesh, that give over of their life every day in order to teach the children. The Moros, the teachers, the women, the girls that go and do everything that they can. They delivered. One of the Moros called me up. She was a Talmud of mine years ago. 
She said, Rebbe, I want to call you just because I know you have nachas. I said, tell me, what, what are you doing with the class? She says, I tell you, last Friday was a beautiful thing. We learned last week the halachos of challah. So I was able with my family to make under very strict conditions, little challahs. And I delivered a challah to each one of my talmidus. I say with Rebbeim and with Moros like that, they will see a greater degree of Nesiris Nefesh. And the children will always remember there was a time when it was dangerous, when the schools had the clothes on some days. But the Torah kept on day in and day out, never stopped for a moment. The Nitzchius, the Nertamid, that eternal flame of Torah never went out. And how beautiful it will be as a faint reminder, hopefully soon, of what was during this awesome, awesome Tekufa. Wow. 100% Rabbi. Amazing, amazing. On to the next topic, the topic of what requirements are needed uh, for those that, you know, there's unfortunately some the COVID is over, COVID is still going on, there's going to be a second wave, uh, mass, no mass, some shuls have, some shuls don't. Uh, what's uh, Rabbi's opinion? What, what inspiration could you give us on this topic, Rabbi? As I know that we are very careful at this time with all issues of health, but especially during a time when there is a magefa. A magefa is not a cold. A magefa is a plague that came to this world. Now we know a mesechta tainus. It talks about what happens when a magefa comes to the world. It talks about taking the aron, the heichal, out to the street, putting ashes on the top, crying, blowing the shofar. These are zmanim lo normalim. These are times that are just not normal. And because of that, we've got to be extra careful. A fascinating psaq. There is, from the achronim, from the great later day codifiers of halacha, that what happens, a doctor says to somebody, it is a sakana, it's a danger for you to eat this food. It's a danger, you cannot eat it. And I don't want to go into specifics right now, but each person knows that there are certain foods, right, for different people that have certain uh, propensity to an illness, lo'aleinu, and they can't eat it. Says the poiskim, says these great codifiers, if the guy says, what can I do? I like it. I can't, I can't resist it. I need to have that on Shabbos, huh? on Purim, on whatever day, and I'm going to eat it. What can I do? So it's not going to hurt me. Says the poiskim. Don't make a bracha. Don't make a bracha. The doctor told you not to. Medical science told you not to. B'nai Torah, B'nai Torah, who are in the medical profession today said don't. You want to do it anyhow? Ah, mitzvah, baba, vera. Don't make a bracha on that account. I don't think that there is anything stronger than that. I spoke to the great tzaddik, the great Rav Shmuel Miller, Zecher Tzaddik Nivracha, Rosh Yeshiva of the uh, Yeshiva Gedola Beis Yisrael. And it's interesting, Rabbi Yadiv Meru, if you remember, came over to me and to him at the Dershut Seum. And Rabbi Yadiv gave us both a preferred seat. And then later, 
the great Rav Walken, also came. So Rabbi Aniv plays a pivotal role. On the day that I had the great Zuchus, because Rav Miller called me up, and I said, Rebbe, uh, I'm sorry I wasn't available when you first called, but I was on the, uh, with Koma Vassar, I was on the uh, telephone with the Yiddish-speaking uh, Olam. Uh, he says, oh, what did you talk about? I said, Rebbe, I spoke about different matters of health. Rav Shmuel Miller, who I can tell you never took a moment away from Torah, never took a moment away from his Sefer, Ask me to please repeat to him every health piece of advice, anything whatsoever that he could incorporate to be more careful from the Magepa. I found that to be unbelievable. Rabbi Yaniv, I just want to say one, one other thing. The great Rav Chaim Ozer Grudzinski, Rav Chaim Ozer. So it happened to be that he was ill for a certain period of time. They loved his his learning, his yeshiva, his the ability that he had to give over shurim. On the day that he recuperated, he came back. So they gathered around. They were all the guys came into the shear room and they were ready for him to give one of his famous lectures, one of his famous shurim. He didn't come in. They stood there. They waited the whole time. Later, one of the older Bachim said, Rebbe, we were sure you are going to come in today. We all waited. We wanted to hear. The great Rebbe said to him, says, I took all the days off because you have to. Today, I took an extra day off from saying this year to be Mekayim, to fulfill the Ma'od. We all have to be careful. Hashem says, be here for 120 years, but you've got to do your hishtadlut. You've got to make your effort. Wow, powerful, powerful. On the topic of health, many people that were quarantined, uh, you know, unfortunately, they were always looking for things to do. And one thing that led them to do uh, was uh, to go to the fridge. <laughs> and they opened up the fridge. There was a joke that the mask is not for uh, COVID. It's for controlling from eating more. But uh, seeing Rabbi Golwasser always, Rabbi Golwasser, Baruch Hashem, keeps very uh, thin, very, very, very healthy-wise. On the topic of eating, Rabbi touched it a little bit. Uh, could you touch upon, uh, you know, Chizuk on that topic of, uh, of not overeating and things along the lines? Uh, one should be careful uh, during this time, certainly to be involved in the best uh, activities in Melech HaShomayim, Torah anytime is always on there. You just, uh, you know, you flip it. And Torah anytime's got a smorgasbord for you. If you like smorgasbords, they got a big one. Uh, so, uh, one, we should be very uh, careful. Uh, number two, especially during this time, because of our health, eating is very much connected to our health. The Rambam. Uh, in Hilchus Deus says that Roiv, a lot of the problems that a person has physically, illnesses, chas v'sholem, come in because of an abuse of food one way or the other. Is a Yetzer comes to us and says, don't take care of yourself well. When I will tell you, 
that so many times, so many times a person would get the proper food from the different food groupings, you know, the food pyramid yeah. to make sure that they have vegetables and fruit and some meat and chicken and fish and calcium and balance it all up. Then you get what you need. You get the natural enzymes, milk, calcium, fish, all the things that are important for a person will stave off in for 120 years that the person can remain healthy and strong. It's extremely important. The great Goin Rabbi David Feinstein, Sechet Tzadik Kodesh invited me to say uh, the speech by the dinner for the yeshiva. It was my greatest honor. The Rebetzin Sogazunstein also called. So I came in and I sat next to the great Goin. A privilege just to sit next to him. And I'm there. All of a sudden, the waiter came to serve the food, and he put it down on a family-style platter. Rav David said the following to me, Rabbi Goldwasser, it is extremely cold out tonight. These are hot. It was like latkes. And he began serving them to me. Please eat them. It's very healthy. I thought to myself, the going ador, he has nothing better to do than to serve me like a waiter to put the, the pancakes in my plate. It means eat and drink properly. They say eight glasses of water a day. Okay, don't be a machmer. Six glasses of water a day. <laughs> but eat and drink. Don't play games. It's our health. It's the health of our children. Rabbi Avigdor Milizech always told the girls, don't eat potato chips, only potato chips. Have a well-rounded diet. It is a healthy body that produces healthy children in the future. And I heard him say it a number of times. It's part of us doing the mitzvahs is by taking care of our goof. Powerful, amazing. I heard once it's better to throw out than to throw in. Many times people have leftover foods. They're like, oh, how about to throw it out? So they throw it in. So I heard that maybe sometimes it's better to throw it. Rabbi Gowaz is so inspiring, so amazing. Maybe you can leave us with one final message to take home some chizik, some inspiration. We've had so much chizik and inspiration in the last few moments. But the one final message, whether a story, whether an insight, whether it's uh, whatever it may be, uh, to give us chizuk, give us uh, inspiration during these trying times. Uh, maybe just a sipur katan, small story, claytomizer. Small story from Rabbi Gowas. Here's an amazing story. So yeah, definitely. It was uh, the ending of World War II. The Nazis came, and it was Bergen-Belsen. And there were Yidin and others as well that were starving and emaciated. The war was almost over. The Allied forces were already approaching. The Nazis in Bergen-Belsen announced that that morning there was fresh, hot cakes going to be distributed to everybody. Now, the Eden felt, in order that they won't tell about all the torture and the terrible things that happened, so they want to give us cakes now, we'll eat them and say how nice the Germans were to us the whole war. 
So everybody packed in. Everyone ran to the places where they had it. And there was a yid. And he saw that there were seven cakes left. And he was the seventh one in line. He didn't care if it would be a little one. He didn't care, but he was afraid that maybe he wouldn't get it. He said, if you were to ask me, would I rather have the cake or would I rather them set me free? I will tell you honestly, I would rather have the cake. I was starving so bad. Wow. He took the cake. He got a little one. But then on the other side of the hall, they announced that they had a batch and that batch was to be given out. He thought, what do I have to lose? Put the cake away. And then he went to the other side. He didn't think that in those days, in that last moments of the war, anyone's going to know he got already. He went and he got another cake. When he was going back, he felt already somebody grab his neck. Grab him by a neck. It was one of the soldiers from Russia that was also incarcerated. You dirty Jew. You think that I don't know that you already got a cake and now you took another cake? Give me all the cakes that you have. Oh, wow. The Jew thought to himself, what, what, why are you any better than me? You're a prisoner. I'm a prisoner. What, what's your preferential treatment? In the meantime, he wasn't going to give it to him. And what happened was the soldiers jumped on him and beat him mercilessly. Till a, a moment of life, they took away his cakes. He woke unconscious, woke up. It was about dawn the next day. He said, Bore Olam, Hashem, if you're going to kill me, so kill me four years ago before I had to go through the concentration camp. If you're going to kill me, why wait till the last minute when I'm going to get out? And with that, he fell back unconscious. The American Red Cross came, Shlichim from Hashem. And they woke him up and they revived him. And they told him, I don't know how you survived. Everybody else in the camp is dead because the Nazis wanted to get in the last licks and they poisoned all of the cakes that oh, everybody wow. ate. Borel Olam is doing great things now. Even during this dreaded Magaifa, we don't realize it. Hashem Yisbarach will tell us we will see Niflois, bigger wonders and bigger miracles than we've ever seen in the life. Don't make up anything in your mind. Don't get upset. Don't get depressed. Don't get dejected. Don't get sad. Don't start to look in the world like disillusionment. Keep stark. Keep chazak. Keep chazak close to your heart. The work that Rabbi Yaniv does. The work that his great brother Shlita does, the work that Ravi does, the whole group, be mechuzik, strengthen ourselves and bezes Hashem. We will all see the great wonders and miracles that will happen. Bekarov, Bekarov. Amen. Wow, that was so inspiring. What a story, Rabbi. Go watch for Shlita. We should all remain strong, Chazak, like the Rav said. 
Really appreciate it. Everything. Really appreciate your time. I want to just make a very special shout out to the Matzah Shabbos program that the Rav does every single Matzah Shabbos. Uh, turn Saturday night into Matzah Shabbos program. Rabbi Gowash has been doing for many, many weeks and months, Baruch Hashem, uh, more or less when the pandemic started. And so many thousands of people have been inspired all across the world. We're getting amazing feedback. So we really appreciate Rabbi Gowash's time for the interview right now and for those sharing and whenever is needed. Rabbi Gowas is always ready and willing and able to come and to inspire you and to really appreciate that. We shall all be chazak. We shall all be zochem. Merry to see the coming of the Gulash and Mass feeling in our days. Amen. Yeshikach. Thank you. Amen. Yeshikach. Humble thanks to you. Humble thanks to chazak.